Well, this week I was reading an article by journalist Andre Sue Peterson, and she writes about a principle that is at work today. It's a truth that works like gravity. So if I take this ball, kids, if you're listening, or parents or families, and I throw it up, right? I throw that ball up, it always comes back down. So what's the fundamental truth that I'm thinking of today? It's this. In order for us to better understand our future, what's out there, we need to pay close attention right now to those who've gone ahead of us. So how are we seeing that lived out today? Right here in Lancaster County, in the United States and around the world. Well, here's what we're finding. We realize we don't know a lot. We have a lot unknown about COVID-19 and we're scratching our heads. So we're paying close attention to those who've gone ahead of us, right? I'm thinking about people living in New York in the state of Washington. I'm thinking about people in countries like Spain and Italy and China. And we would admit, you know what? Their experiences don't reflect our current reality. Exactly. But in a time of uncertainty, there are some things, they're sometimes our best indicators, right, of what might be coming, what we don't want to do, what we do want to do. Do you know that same principle holds true for the body of Christ today? That we can better understand how we can live by faith in our present circumstances by looking at our brothers and sisters in Christ who've had to live through this already in some of those countries that I mentioned before. So like a pastor like Mark, Mark Song of Wuhan, China, I read about him and how he spent most of February pastoring his church and caring for needs and serving his city from his apartment. You know, I could better understand how to be faithful in this season as a pastor by reading about how he live-streamed his prayer meetings, how he made videos of his sermons, how he kept in touch with church members to see how they were faring, and how he cared for needs of people in his city, all from his apartment. See, most of us right now are thinking about how this is impacting our families and ourselves. And I want you to just know this from my heart. It's okay to admit if you're afraid, if you're feeling anxious, you are not alone. Many of us understand what you're feeling. And it's okay to tell the truth about what we're living through, even if it's negative and scary. Sometimes it's hard for us to do that as believers, but we can acknowledge that we don't know how things are going to turn out for each of us. I can admit, just like Pastor Mark Song did, that there's a demand right now for help, for masks, for food, for jobs, for rental assistance, and that there's actually a limit to what we can do to respond to these challenges. But here's what I want you to know today, that we have in our Bibles a history of God's faithfulness to people that covers approximately 19 centuries. See, the principle that I referred to earlier, that to better understand our future, we must look at the people living in the past. And we can see that what held true for them holds true for us, that God was with them 
that they kept the faith, not always perfectly, and that we can do the same. So would you go in your Bible to the New Testament book of Acts, to chapter 4? We're going to look at verses 26 through 28 and a principle that worked in that day for the early church when they were living in a time of uncertainty about their future. What we find there is that God rules over all people, even the actions of evil people. That the plans of those who oppose God the Father and God the Son are frustrated. So look with me at verse 26. How rulers plot together against the Lord and His anointed. And then notice in verse 27 how things turn out. That their plans only do whatever God's hand and God's plan had predestined to take place. That what God had determined came to pass. So see, evil in the world may seem like it's winning at first. But at some point, there's a turning point, right? A shifting and evil backfires on itself and God's purposes are carried out. I just said it again. We have 19 centuries of evidence that ever seems that in every case, at some point, evil will turn on itself and its plan backfires, that no scheme undoes God's purposes. So let's take a quick survey of this. There's actually an ancient smashed stone tablet on display in the Louvre Museum in Paris that suggests that King Balak of Moab was a real king who lived nine centuries before Jesus came to earth. And in the Old Testament book of Numbers, Balak calls a prophet named Balaam to curse a million Jews who've invaded his land. What's tragic about this story is that we see that hatred of Jews has deep roots. It goes back centuries and it's still here today. And so Balaam the prophet, when he opens his mouth to curse the Israelite, what comes out? Blessings come out, good things. So King Balak panics, and three times he tries to manipulate things with animal sacrifices, getting the prophet to curse the people from certain sacred mountaintops. Nothing works. Not only did the scheme not hurt the Jews, but they came up before more blessed than before. All right, 150 years after King Balak lived a queen named Jezebel from Sidon. Now, Sidon is a real city that's still south of Beirut, Lebanon. Here's what Jezebel does. She maneuvers to get her husband a vineyard owned by a godly man named Naboth. She uses all of her might to kill this holy man, to hide Naboth's dead body, and take his land. But once again, the schemes of evil are undone. So that in the story that you find in the Old Testament book of First and Second Kings, you read about Jezebel dying in the same spot where Naboth's blood was shed. 300 years later, in the nation, in an area of the country of the world where the nation of Iran is, we read about an advisor to the Persian king Azarius, and his name is Haman. Haman has a foolproof plan that backfires on him. Like King Balak of Moab, Haman hated Jews. And he convinced the king to sign a decree or law that on a certain day, the people of their land 
would wipe out all these exiles, these refugees living in their borders. Haman has the king's law sealed with his seal. He has local authorities all across the land who are ready to carry out his evil plot. You can read in the book of Esther about how everything unravels on Haman. So that today, Jews still celebrate his defeat on their high holy day of Purim, which comes in late winter and early spring. So what is it saying? When it seems every time there's a fiery pit or a lion's den ready for the Daniels, for the Shadrachs, for the Meshachs, for the Abednegoes, that they end up with promotions, right? Not destruction. And what did their foes get? Their foes received the punishment that they had prepared. So what are we to learn from this? How does this apply? Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass safely by. It says in Psalm 141.10. See, this principle is still at work today, and it was even at work in the early church. After Jesus leaves the earth, the church's first missionary, Paul, is in Rome in chains. He's a prisoner of Caesar, the emperor. And what does he do? He writes a letter to Philippians. These are Christians from the city of Philippi a Mediterranean church. And he writes about how there were new converts in Caesar's household. He says, I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, listen to this, that everything that has happened to me has helped to spread the good news so that it has become known throughout the whole palace guard. See, no scheme undoes God's plan. As we read in the book of Job in chapter 5, verses 12 and 13, he frustrates the plans of schemers. So the work of their hands will not succeed. He traps the wise in their own cleverness so that their cunning schemes are thwarted. Not much has changed today. Pastor Vincent Chu says so. Pastor Vincent Chu pastors the Life Church and Mission in Singapore. And in a news story reported by journalist Jun Chang, he says that a couple from Wuhan had visited his congregation. And although they hadn't shown symptoms of the virus, they both carried it. And it spread to members of Pastor Vincent's church. Now, some Singaporeans have prejudiced views of mainland Chinese spreading the disease. And here's where Pastor Vincent spoke up. He called his congregation to have compassion for Chinese visitors. And here's what he said to them. He said, no one wants bad things to happen in their lives. But when they do happen, God uses it to give us the best things. See, the Bible shows us time and time again that through life-giving faith, you and I, can be made right with God, and that those who have been made holy will live by faith. In other words, God's righteous ones, those who put their trust in Christ, will live from Jesus' faith. Columnist Mindy Belts 
wrote about a fundraising event in Washington this past February. And at this event was the daughter of a pastor who was imprisoned for his faith in the nation of Iran. And the daughter told the story of another leading pastor who was under arrest. And how fellow Christians begged that pastor to deny his faith before authorities so that he could walk free. Listen to what that pastor said to them. He said, how can I deny my faith when thousands of Christians pray for me? It's for their faith, he says, that I have to stand strong. And it's with their prayers that I am able to. My heart is filled with love for Jesus. My mouth cannot proclaim something else. <laughs> See, when the helplessness of this whole situation gets you down, when you can't stop thinking, if only there was an end in sight. When you are weary of hearing about another event you were looking forward to that's been postponed or canceled. When you're experiencing decision fatigue, you're weary of how complicated life has become. I'm thinking especially of those of you who are in healthcare. Remember this, that God's story of faithfulness through the ages shows how faithful he was to godly women and men and how they lived by faith. And as journalist Andrew Sue Peterson puts it, funny how the minute evil is holding all the cards and the next minute, it's like Yosemite Sam with singed whiskers holding a stick of dynamite in his hand. Now, if you don't know who Yosemite Sam is, use your free time to Google it. Have a great week. I'm praying for you.